0: Hey, babe, hello all, and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to two money mastery coaches talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth-building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. Hey. Good evening. Good evening. We are here. Good evening. You know, there's, yes, thank you for saying it that way, because it is it is spooktober. It is spooktober. the end. Okay, it's we're, we got it. <laughs> it's the end of October. We are here. It's We just finished up painting pumpkins with our daughters. Lord have mercy. Hey, they started off extremely cute. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They did, they did. They did. The problem with children in paint, though, is they don't know when to stop. Yeah. because to them stopping would mean
1: the fun is over the fun
0: is over who wants that so why not just throw more paint on my pumpkin Let's
1: just throw more paint on it
0: until the point that it's just layered and layered and layered with paint and it just the pumpkin just turns like brown black yeah. colored swirly
1: it's gonna take forever for that thing to dry um
0: at least it's like hot out right now
1: yes but it's going to take forever for that thing to dry. <laughs> but it was really nice. I love our little like uh, neighborhood. There's a lot of people walking their dogs, and they thought we were really cute, and we were listening to spooky because music. Because we are cute. And then there's a bunch of houses nearby having their Halloween parties, a lot of families. It was really, really cute. So it was a very nice evening, and we're wrapping it up by you know, explaining this awesome topic for today. And I'm very excited about it.
0: This okay. is our finale, not for the season, but for this, this theme, we had this kind of theme going for the month of October, a commitment to being affluent. And today is all about how do I commit to being affluent when there just seemingly is no time mm. to commit to being affluent?
1: This is a really, uh, interesting, like thing that people will say as an as an objection as to why they can't get started with their with understanding their finances, talking to their spouse, um, getting started with any type of program, is that I just don't have time. Um, and you know we can do. There's so many different things that we could do to really have this conversation where you have to look in the mirror and go. You do have time. You do have time. It's just not the highest priority. Your priorities need to be shifted, and uh, so you need to do. I know I'm kind of giving our CTA a little bit of a higher. Go for we're it. We're going to do it now. It's our podcast. What I'm going to ask you to do is to use this podcast as a really great way, and the things that we're going to talk to you about as a, uh, and then take a long, hard look in the mirror and just really think to yourself: Do I have time? I do. Do I have 10 minutes that I can devote to understanding my finances more? Do I think that my spouse and I can find 10 minutes to have a conversation about, you know, what's happening in the next couple of days, week? I I think that we can, because if we looked at our recently watched on TikTok, if we looked at our recently watched on Instagram, if we looked at our recently watched on TV or any of those types of things, you would find at least one 10-minute <laughs> increment that you were scrolling that you could have been focused on this. So let's not say we don't have time.
0: Right. and But it is important to take breaks. My thing is this, when there's something that needs to be done in your business you find the time to get it done. Yes. If you have something due for a client, if you have a project, if you whatever it is that your business, whatever mm-hmm. space it takes up, you find a way to get things done to make that money. Even if that means burning the midnight oil, mm-hmm. like you are going to get it done for your business because that's your livelihood. Right. I think we're here arguing that your financial well-being, and I don't mean your income, I mean the management of your finances and the communication with your partner, Like that takes just as much precedence. Like That should be as much a priority of like, oh my gosh, I have to be on the same page with my spouse. We have to be on top of this written plan or else it's like a loss of income because literally it is a loss of income. You
1: are losing money every single time that you don't have the conversation and have clear understanding of what's happening, every single time you decide to say, oh, well, next time, you are losing money. You're losing an opportunity to invest it. You're losing an opportunity. Think about that. The simple, do you remember when we um, had a bigger conversation around investing more? And I remember we wanted to max out your Roth IRA. Like that was a goal that we were trying to to get after. Which we did. And we were already putting a monthly amount, but it wasn't the capped amount. It was like $158 more.
0: Correct. We were putting like 300 in every month. This was, man, a while ago. And then we decided, all right, how much do I need to put in every month to To max 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 it it out? Which would be like an additional, yeah, $158 a month.
1: So we had this conversation where we were like, where, where we were like, okay, okay, we keep putting it off because there's all these other things that we're trying to go after. We have to make it, it has to be on our budget, this additional $158. It has to be something that just becomes a part of our routine that you have to pay this extra so that you can cap that that Roth IRA. I would love to, I wish that I, I could probably do it from my phone so then it's not distracting on, because you'll hear the keywords. How much money we gained or how much money we could have lost
0: Looking by at it from that
1: not lens. having that conversation because we were putting it off. Like when I tell you we were putting it off
0: and there was no reason to put it off.
1: It was just, it, it was always la- like it was one of those things where we were we were able to focus on the vacation, the savings accounts, the all that other stuff, the, the normal investments. And we were OK with the 300. And then it was just kind of like, wait, we have all this excess money and we've been using it and all these other things. Stop. We should probably focus on investments. And we were like, yeah, we should do that. And then we would get back into a, like a, a regiment of things and it wasn't taking priority. And then one day we were like, stop, we have to do this. Let's let's actually get into the account. Let's understand how to do this, and that took time, right? But once we did it, it was just like, okay, every single month, it has to happen. And I'm very curious to see how much money between now and like 65, we could have lost by not having that 10 minute conversation.
0: A really great wait. A a oh, wait, really great to look
1: at that. I'm gonna look it up right now. Quote. Go
0: for that. A really great quote that aligns with everything you just said is one that I've talked about much before. It's from Thomas J. Stanley, Millionaire Next Door. And in Millionaire Next Door, which is a book all about this author who studied millionaires across America, like went to millionaire after millionaire after millionaire and interviewed them and asked them questions, gathered data, put it into a book that we can research and study and see how millionaires live and the decisions that they make and find out just facts about millionaires. And he found that millionaires have discovered and it basically if you and your partner are not financially oriented in the same direction you will never accumulate any significant wealth so you have to find the time to orient yourself with your spouse you have to find the time to work on your written plan to actually go in and do those investments that you've been putting off because if you don't find the time to orient yourself and align with your partner, you're never going to accumulate any significant wealth. You're going to lose so much money that you was potential that you could have gained. So so I see you looking at your phone here talk oh, to us. Oh my
1: gosh. This is going to be a snippet that we're totally going to put on like socials because it has to be heard, okay? That 10-minute conversation that we needed to have about maxing out your Roth IRA. Years ago. Years ago that we were like, oh no, like oh, we just it just wasn't a priority. That conversation took us 10 minutes to dig into our like retirement, getting into the the back office of it, figuring out like, okay, $158. So how much if we didn't have that conversation and we kept putting it off over and over and over again, how much that could have cost us over the next 30 years or 35. Mm. So 65, 30 years. At a return rate of 8%, which I think is- Which is very fair. That's very fair because it's low. Like that's on the lower end. Um, Compounding annually. I want to make sure I'm saying all this correctly. We're just putting $158 starting at zero, right? So we're just saying just this $158 compounding at the beginning of each. I don't know. Hold on. Let me do this You said it's a
0: 30-year like-
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me make sure. Period. I'm going to make sure I'm doing each, no, month. Okay.
0: Every month. We Every month. I just want to make sure I'm putting it in the right. Guys, if you don't yes, know about this, this years. is the
1: investment calculator. Okay. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I got really excited because I need to make sure. Dremel, please. That 10-minute conversation that we would have avoided to not cap on your investments, on your Roth IRA, 30 years, 8% return rate, ab- compounded annually, $158 a month. Would have been two hundred twenty two thousand five hundred fifty dollars that we would have Jeez. flushed down the drain had we not had that conversation, had we not sat down and said, We've gotta do this now. Two hundred and twenty two grand.
0: That's That's
1: a very expensive ten minute life conversation. Changing. That's a life changing 10 minute conversation that you and your spouse are refusing to have because what? We can't find the time. <laughs> what? Right. What
0: (laughs) you just you have to make the time. So
1: make the time. I would make the time for two hundred, almost two hundred fifty
0: thousand. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a life changing amount of like of money. That's crazy. It is. So here, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna go down and basically for those people that are saying they don't have time because they're just Mm -hmm. up to their eyeballs in work, we're gonna give you some tips. We're gonna give you guys some strategies today to help you find time. uh, Things that you can do to stay on top of that written plan, to stay on top of communication with your spouse. So the first thing that you can do is automation, which is basically, it's a good and a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. The good thing about automation is, like you said, we had this automation of $300 being pulled every month going to the retirement. And then we were so comfortable in that automation that we were like, ah, it's gonna be more work to go back in and change the numbers. and get it up to where it would be to max it out. Like it was, it was gonna be work that we had to put forward and we were just so used to the comfort of it just happening automatically, which is great because that's money that's going in automatically, but it took work mm-hmm. to go in and, and to the back office and figure out how I wanna invest that extra $158, do I wanna stay in the same account? So automation is a huge time saver because I'm it not really going is. in every yeah. month and mm-hmm. manually inputting this data. It's doing it for me,
1: mm-hmm. exactly. You want to get your finances to the point that it's mostly automated. Um, I actually had a client who was scared of automation because she was like, "I just I'm scared that I don't have enough. I'm sc- what if I don't have enough? It's just easier if I manually handle it." And that's a complete f- that's that's you acting in fear and scarcity instead of acting in abundance. What you are really scared of is I don't know if I have enough left to be able to just spend on whatever I want to spend.
0: To me, if you're actually doing the budget and you're syncing it up with your bank account, you can't possibly have that fear because you know, the numbers, you know, where every dollar is going every day of the week, mm-hmm. so that fear can't exist. So if someone tells me they're afraid, that just tells me that they're not in their numbers, right?
1: That's exactly that they're what not it is. budgeting. That's exactly what it is, because the numbers actually help you as much as people want to say. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared of looking at my bank account, looking at my numbers. I don't even think about what's due next. Like I'd rather just you know have a blind eye to it. My my clapback is just that. Like no no no, actually you're going to be more. You're going to be less scared, more courageous, more like, I know exactly where I stand because I know my numbers so well that it's really hard for you to waver. You know exactly where you stand. So you know when it's like, nope, I literally can't. Like, I know I can't purchase that. It's not like, can I YOLO? Like, I know I can't or I know that I can. Like, it's there's a different like, you know, your limits, And that's like the the difference between you being on uh, a bridge with guardrails versus a bridge without guardrails. You're just guessing and you're just like going on the the highway and you're just like, I guess I'm okay versus having those guardrails where you're like, oh no, I know that this is where I need to stop. It's actually more comforting than you think it is. So automating your finances and you can start with one thing at a time is actually going to give you more... um, it's going to give you more time. It's going to give you more ability to be like, I know exactly where everything is, what needs to go out. So it's going to give you more peace of mind in the long run. Thus, you're going to actually have more time to sleep instead of freaking out.
0: If you need a little bit more peace of mind about that, though, you're just really, really worried about, you know, overdrafting, then just give yourself a buffer. That was something that our financial advisor laughed at us about because our buffer was, Probably almost like two thousand dollars at it one was point.
1: Astronomical. And
0: she was like, "Why? Like you an extra two thousand for what? Like, do you think some random two thousand bill is gonna hit your account out of nowhere?"
1: And I was like, "I don't.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, so the point is, if you do have that fear, then give yourself a little buffer. Like, give yourself a couple hundred dollars as a buffer, mm-hmm. just in case." everything that we do is automated the only things that we actually take our card out to use and manually spend money on is groceries which is cash we use cash for that and filling up the gas tank
1: yes the gas tank would be the only thing that is like not automated but even then we pretty much know how much like even with gas prices that like hiked up we were like oh, okay instead of 40 bucks it's gonna be about 60 bucks when we got our new vehicle we were like okay it's gonna go up to about 80 bucks cool which actually it's not it's like 60 70 bucks it's actually more affordable than we thought it was going to be i thought for sure filling up that that van i was going to be like oh that's going to hurt it really doesn't like it was just like oh okay like the gas prices the the hikes of things i, I and i say this with like a lot of <laughs> i don't want to be like oh what it's it hasn't really hit it hasn't really hurt as much because we had such a good pulse of what we needed that we knew what we were able to work within. Um,
0: I just love that our automation is at a point that when we fill out our budget for the month on that Excel spreadsheet, literally every category and number is filled out before the month even starts. It's true. And the only things that we have to go in there and actually update is just the gas prices and maybe if we had to go to target to get some like Mm -hmm. additional like paper to something just on like not unexpected, but something that's a little bit more outside of the grocery budget.
1: Yeah. And honestly I I was thinking about doing a a no spend November just to see what it would be like to like not have any of that extra stuff because our budget automatically includes spending on us and spending on the girls and spending on all these things. So even when we write down things on our budget and we're kind of getting off kilter, but like when we write down things on our budget, we're able to say, oh, yeah, I mean, I spent, you know, 40 bucks on my nails, but I actually came from my my budget, the budget that I use for hair and makeup and hair and whatever. So I can actually reimburse almost myself. So it's not really coming out of our money that we're bringing in today. It's coming out of like last month's money that we set aside for me getting my hair done. So all that to say, like it, it us writing things down, like it's it's. It's so seamless. It doesn't really, nothing really scares us when it comes to the finances.
0: No, like, we know exactly because what's everything been, uh, is so automated. Come in and come out. Now, for us, we are manually putting in that data on an Excel spreadsheet. Some people might find that, ah, oh, that's just a little too much more time than I would like to invest. That's fine. So, what is something that we've done before?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I didn't even tell you this. Okay. So, using technology is really great, right? There are so many apps out there, and here's my PSA about apps. You can use an app. Apps are great. There are literally millions and millions of apps specifically designed to help you uh, attach to your bank account, let you know where things are, and that's great. Here's the problem with those types of tools, though. They're so smart. They're so automated. They have so many bells and whistles, but you don't use it to the way that you decide works best for you. You think, oh, well, it's on there, and it tells me, oh, well, I spent too much here, but you don't actually do anything with that information. That's where you can't say, well, I have an app, good for you, but you haven't actually used it to your benefit. So use technology, but actually implement the strategies around it. Um, So using technology apps, our favorite is Mint.com. But did you know that Mint.com is now evolving into a um, a, what's it called? An investment or something along those lines. And you're not like, you can't do the budgeting feature anymore.
0: Well, there's so many other apps there's out there. There's so like many other said. apps,
1: but that makes me sad. Like that was what we used. We used yeah. Mint, when we, so we first got, got married,
0: we tried to automate and use the mint. And I'll let me tell you, it was like, those the the categories would be green if you still had money to spend yellow if you were like super close or red My if you were over i mean those first few months there was a lot of red like you Aww. would look at our mint and it'd be like oh red 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 you were over on dining you were over on groceries you were over in entertainment you were over on vacation you were over on th-. it's like okay
1: there's so many things we could dive into about that and about why that was and how we got out of that. If you want more information about that, please let us know because that is such a a good learning curve that every single person who's managing their money is gonna have to go through. You're gonna have to figure out and have those red moments. For a couple of months before you figure out, like, oh, this is what my actual norm is. So, if you want more information that about true. that, let me know. But <laughs> let us know. But you, you do need to use technology. It is a great way to use it. We love using Excel spreadsheets, but we started with using apps and using pen and paper. That's what we used to start. Now we have created our own uh, like Excel spreadsheet with the help of our you know advisors and other stuff, and we just kind of created a conglomerate that made sense for us. So. It's going to evolve as you evolve, but lean on technology.
0: All right. So we are trying to get you and your partner to work better together. We want you financially oriented in the same direction. Sometimes if your schedule is just absolutely jam packed, you might have to delegate responsibilities. Kim and I do this often. We come together to talk about the budget maybe once, maybe twice a month, right? But that doesn't mean that we're not living in the budget and checking and updating every time. I, I, your thing, you love updating the income. Every time I log into the budget, I'm like, oh, there's, well, okay, we haven't updated the, <laughs> the expenses yet for the month, but, but I, I do see that Kim has put in, you know, her income for every week.
1: Because I like making money. <laughs> um, no, it makes me happy when I do that. But delegating responsibilities, let, read, read this does not mean that you say, you have your account, I have my account, you do what you want, I do what I want. That is not what we are saying. You are a team. But just like on a football team, everybody has yes. Talk football to me, Kim. Everybody has a designated Mm -hmm. position. They do job on the field. Yes, (laughs) you and your spouse. Sports. Shut up. You and your spouse have a specific job on the field, but you both understand the play.
0: Very well said.
1: Thank you. So it is important for you guys to come together and at least have an overall understanding of what your desired goal is. So for us, it could be putting more money into our account for furnishing the space for, you know, down payment, whatever it happens to be. And for me, my delegated thing is I like filling in the income. But the reason why is because he knows where he left off in the itemizing of the expenses. So I will let him itemize because he knows where he left off and I don't wanna mess with that. Every once in a while I'll be like, hey, where did you leave off? Or I'm just gonna go ahead and fix. But every single time I've attempted to do that, he's like, wait, what did you do? And then I have to like, he has to go back and like make make it make sense for him. But I like to color code things in the Excel spreadsheet because I wanna see that like, if we spent $60 on, you know, going out to eat, I want to see the reimbursed go in there as well. And I want it to be together and I want it to be the same color. So like there are certain delegations that we have. Um, he normally transfers the money at the end of the month into the designated like, sinking funds. Sinking funds, And that's normally his delegation. Um, and he'll say, hey, I move stuff over. And I'm like, great. But like we are both very aware of the, of the end goal. And at the end of the month we always come together to say, Oh, hey, we have this much left over. And we go, Great. So we are very much aware of the end goal, very much aware of how we've done how we've gotten there, even though we might so if you're strapped for time, that's a great way to do it. But you have to make sure that you have that moment to come together and debrief with your teammate.
0: And it takes time to get to that point. But yes, I am very much the itemizer and the money transfer if that's a word, and you are like IT support. Anytime the formulas are off, I'm like, babe, fix this. And you are the color coordinator and you are the income jotter downer. I like to bring in money. That's your job. So we work together on that. So I'll be doing a lot of stuff throughout the month, putting things in. And then when we come back together, we kind of look at it Mm -hmm. and we have that conversation there at the end of the month. So absolutely, you got to delegate the responsibilities. And if you need to, batch your tasks you don't Mm -hmm. have to do it all in one night right notice we said throughout the month right Right. if i have time on a random tuesday night that'll be my itemization night like i'm going to go in and check the bank put all the numbers in if it's automated and it's in a bank app great but check it every tuesday whatever night you have time batch it you know you're not going to get it all done in one night
1: how long does it take you normally to update the the spreadsheet
0: So generally I'm going in once a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm only having to put in those expenses for that week. And because everything is automated for us and we really don't swipe our card that often because everything's just automatically pulled and we use cash for groceries and things like that. Like I only have a few line items to put in every week. So I mean less than 10 minutes and most of that time is spent logging onto the internet and going (laughs) to the website and loading the website and then loading the bank account and getting to the right page. And then once everything's synced up, which takes like five, six minutes, right. To get to that point, right. putting in the information like that takes two, three minutes. Yeah.
1: Tops. And then you're done. You close your laptop. You're afraid of, you're, you're afraid of dust bunnies, y'all dust bunnies. The one thing that I do love is that because everything is automated, what people always ask me is like, well, I know my, my normal expenses, but we always like put X's on the things that we know are coming out. We, uh, we already have it on the spreadsheet, but we still put X's next to them to, to show us, whenever we go to it like hey that's already gone through and if the if the values have changed so for example this has happened several times if Verizon for whatever reason knocks up our our uh, amount to like you know, $40 more, we're going to notice it immediately. We'll probably notice it in the bank account beforehand, but we're going to notice it when we see the budget because we're going to say, wait, it normally is 121. Why is it 161? And that's an immediate call before it starts to go for months and months and months and months and months. And And we're like, wait, wait, when did, when did this happen? And they'll be like, honey, that happened like six months ago and you didn't say anything. We catch those things immediately. Um,
0: I remember someone was gambling out in Vegas yeah. And they had spent I mean they'd only spent like eighty dollars, so they didn't pull oh, but too we much. That but we, we saw that immediately. I was like, Hey babe, you, you been to Vegas lately? <laughs> but because we live in our, our bank account, we live in our budget, and I don't mean every day, like once a week, like we catch those things. Yeah.
1: It's very, very like not a lot gets past us. So I love when I get those text messages that say, Oh, you you have an Amazon I got one where it was like, You have an Amazon order of fourteen hundred dollars and whatever and I'm like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the wrong person for this because I am too into my dollars. <laughs> no, I didn't, like I know that's a scam. Um, so I don't get caught up in those things either because I'm we're so on top of our finances. Something that goes along with the batching tasks is habit stacking. So here's a great thing that you can use, um, especially if you're like, oh, I just can never find time, marry the tasks that you don't like or the tasks that you're learning with the tasks that you do automatically, right? So when we first started looking at our budget, we married it with a task that we enjoyed going out to coffee. So we went out to coffee and we did our budget at the same time because we we're going to do that. Of course, you're going to make time for a mocha frap. So at the mocha frap, we're sitting down, we made it a date. So marry the task that you're learning with a task that you already do. So if you are, um, you know, think about it, if you're going to the gym already and that's something you enjoy while you are debriefing, like take that opportunity to just update your your budget or to think through what your, your bills are for the next week. Um, if you go to the library and that's where you go. To, cause sometimes I work there. It's just nice and peaceful. That's a good time to do it. Like really marry the things that you already do with things that you are, are trying to learn more about. Um, that's a really great way to, to kind of like make it something that's not so arduous or taxing or like, oh, I have to do this now. Put it with something you enjoy.
0: I don't miss that time in our life, but I, I do want to say this. I do look at that time fondly uh, when we were first married and in all of that debt, and we would go to like those coffee bars and like do budget stuff or whatever. Do you remember that we wouldn't even purchase our own drinks, like our own individual drinks, or if we went out to like a restaurant, we wouldn't purchase our own individuals meals. We because we were trying to get out of debt, we would we'd buy like the largest size, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we would split it. <laughs> Right, because one venti drink Uh is cheaper than two Grandes or two talls or whatever. Or if we went to like Payway, we went there for lunch sometimes. Instead of getting individual like lunch combo specials or whatever, we would just get like that one like large platter or whatever, which would be cheaper than the two. And then we'd like split it in half.
1: Or we would get that and some wontons because even that together was cheaper than both of us getting one.
0: Man, those broke days. It was, <laughs> listen, listen, I, I look on it listen, fondly, I, I do. do, but I'm telling you, I don't miss that. But
1: I don't either. Uh, but I will say that that was a really great way for us to understand something that a lot of people are not willing to do. And that is understanding that like less is more. We learned that we can still enjoy the things that we love.
0: We also had to like the same drink and like the same food
1: yeah, but we can enjoy the things that we love. We just had to be creative with it. So being on a budget, or I should say this, because being on a budget, you can still do a lot of things if you're on a budget. You can go to Paris three times a month if you wanted to on a budget. Like it's not, like being a budget doesn't mean you can't buy things. But when you are trying to get out of debt and you're going for a specific goal on a budget, there are some sacrifices that you're gonna have to make. And while we were getting out of that debt, we had to really learn that, okay, I don't want to eat ramen and I like ramen, but I don't want to eat ramen. I don't want to have pork and beans. I don't want I don't want to do rice and beans every single day. That's not the life I want to live. I want to get rid of this debt, yes, but I also want to enjoy my life. I also want to do all these things. So how can we how can we do that? And that was how we figured it out. like, okay, well, are we willing to ba- get one meal? And split it. Are, are we willing to do that and still say that's good enough for right now? Are right. we willing to find that middle ground? Because so many people are stubborn, thinking, "Well, that means I can't have anything." That's that's a personal mindset. Right. It was our own
0: little loophole to still eat out and, yeah. and have those coffees or whatever. We would just split it. Yeah. So it'd be way cheaper.
1: Yeah. It's probably a stretch a gift card too.
0: Now. If you're batching tasks, you're habit stacking, you're doing all these things, when you're when you know that time is coming, just make sure you have like a priority list. Like prioritize those high impact tasks first, the things that really need to get done. If you are not automating your bills and you're like, okay, I've got this bill coming up, I need to set outside the money for that or pay that, like make those your priority to go out and pay those bills. If it's I gotta get this money into my investment before the end of the month, like go make that your priority. Whatever It is that you need to get done. Make sure you have a prioritized list and you are prioritizing those high impact tasks first Mm. before getting to the stuff that's just not as important.
1: Mm. This uh, has really great parallels to even being in business um, because that is something that I've had to focus on, too. Um, when you're an entrepreneur, you can. There's so many things that you can focus on to to build your business and to to get sales, um, and you can focus on all of the the other things, the things that are. Maybe easier for you to do the things that are like, oh yeah, well, this this email like Canva has to. just making yeah. something really pretty. I have to make something really pretty, and so I have to fixate on that. I had to fixate on my email marketing. I have to fixate on, you know, how to craft this X, Y, and Z. I had to fixate on, you know, all these things instead of getting out there and having the conversation with people. Like that is one hundred percent something that if I was going to put priority, like what is the what is the the best top way. That if you only had an hour to work on your business, what is the way that you're going to be able to get that next sale? I have to talk to people like that. That is literally the top thing. It's not posting. It's not whatever. It's getting in the conversation and saying, hey, is this something you would be interested in? And that scares the living daylights out of me.
0: (laughs) And you know what that is? That is like being comfortable. Mm -hmm. All of those tasks that people fixate on that aren't bringing in money. Mm -hmm. Those are comfortable tasks. Yes when you step into that uncomfort, that discomfort, and you're actually talking, like that's where the money happens. When you're uncomfortable, that's where the money happens. Mm
1: -hmm. And that is exactly the same thing, even with your budget, even with managing finances. Because if I were to ask you, if we were to ask you, what is the number one thing that you need to do to make sure that your money is managed, that you can save more, that you can X, Y, and Z, whatever, go down the list. And you would look me in the eye and I guarantee you, you would know the exact thing that you would need to do. I I probably need to stop doing this. I probably need to to pay more attention and actually do the budget. Wow. Amazing. Mind-blowing. But it's scary as all get out. <laughs> but on the other side of it, right, even for me in business, on the other side of it, there's more clients, there's more income. And you all know already know I like money. So, There's more income, there's more transformation. It's everything that I want in my business is on the other side of that conversation. Everything you want is on the other side of that task of sitting down, of saying, let me write down what I'm doing. Let me write down what's happening this coming week. Let me write down what's happening next week. Let me make a goal that I'm gonna put $200 aside this week and let me stick to it. Everything that you want is on the other side of that uncomfortable task, but it's so much easier to say, well, this app didn't work. And oh, I tried to download this freebie and this freebie was really pretty, but I looked at all the videos and the videos were, oh, there's, there's so much and there's so much info and I just couldn't get through with it because you're focusing on the wrong things. They're pretty easy tasks that you think are going to be the reason why that's going to be the thing that's going to like, you know, make everything explode. It's not. It's not. It's the most simple, uncomfortable task. And that's what you have to get yourself to to do.
0: Here's a great way to create time for yourself. And we talked about this when we read that book for our first episodes. Who is our author, babe? Rachel Rogers. Rachel Rogers. Sorry, her name slipped my head. If you need to make more time for your business because you need to work your business and make more money, then you are gonna create more time by outsourcing. Mm -hmm. If you need someone to drive you around so that you can do your emails and your marketing, then you're gonna get someone to drive you. If you're staring at your house and it is dirty as all can be, you're gonna hire someone to clean your house so you don't have to waste your time cleaning it so that you can get your business done. I'm gonna say the same thing for your budget. If you need time to budget, then you might need to outsource a task. Maybe it is like, and I'm not saying all day, every day, or every time, but maybe once a month, Mm -hmm. you have someone come out, clean your house, or once a quarter, you have someone, and I'll say once a month, come out and do your laundry. Or maybe it's like, dude, I just my kids are crazy, all right? On a Saturday, when you have your kids all day, hire a babysitter. Yep. You're home, you're available, but hire a babysitter, even for just an hour. Even for just 30 minutes, so that you have the time that you can focus not on your children who are destroying your house like ours do, but actually on that budget with your partner. Outsource.
1: Outsourcing. And let me be clear like, if you want to, because I thought this is where you were going, but I do love this, right? Because that is something that creates more time for you to focus on the tasks that are the highest priority, but you have to think about it as a ROI, return on investment, right? If you use that time that maybe you go out for a date with your spouse and you hire a babysitter and yeah, you have to pay them a certain amount to get that freedom. But if you use that time to not only reconnect, but have an understanding of what's happening in your finances, what's the ROI on that? We just told you at the very beginning of this episode, that 10 minute conversation that we were putting off that we finally did cost us, could have cost us over $200,000 because we did We're refusing to have that conversation. But when we did it, now that we have that to gain, is it not worth it? Because now it's not something we're thinking about because it's automatic. It's like, it's already in there. So think about where you could be on the other side of that uncomfortable task where it feels like, oh, this is gonna be an investment to have someone to watch my kids, to pay for, we've done this before, additional hours of daycare because we were like, we need more time to focus on X, Y, and Z. To, To think about, Oh, I'm going to go into a program. This is totally a plug for Kim and Dan. I'm going to go into their three month program. I'm going to learn how to have safe place conversations with my spouse, how to al- align our dreams and goals, and how to make our money align with that as well. By going into that program, yeah, it's going to be an investment, but what's the ROI? We're going to have more of those uncomfortable conversations but on the other side of it we're gonna have more money going into our investments more money going into our savings better conversations around our finances less debt um, sleep better hello. retire earlier hello those are some Vacation pretty more. amazing return on an investment because you did the uncomfortable thing but you knew it was the best for you
0: so The final thing that I want to say is just set realistic expectations for yourself because as you're batching these tasks and setting priorities and outsourcing, like just have realistic expectations of what you're going to accomplish in this time because you're strapped for time. Maybe you have like 10, 15 minutes. Be realistic. Maybe I can knock out one thing tonight. I can pay this one bill. I can put the money in this one investment tonight. I can itemize like five or 10 things tonight. Like just, be realistic. Don't think you're going to conquer the world in one night and you're going to knock out your entire written plan. You might not even have a budget. Maybe your one goal tonight is just I need to just find a budget that works for me. I need to just do some research and just find a bunch of budgets. And then the next night I'll actually look at those budgets. Mm-hmm. And then the following night I'll actually pick one. And then the following night I'll actually start trying to like put my numbers in. Like you've got to break it up and set realistic expectations for those times that you have.
1: Yes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say, do you agree? I agree 100%. Um, How many times do I meet people who are like, I'm good. I just need one session. And I think think everything's going to fall into place with that one session that you give me. (laughs) That's all I need. And I'm like, honey, if that's all you really needed, (laughs) uh, you wouldn't need me. If you just needed one session, you would have been able to answer your own question by now. Or you would have been further along with some of these goals. You need more, like you need to set realistic expectations. That tiny little thing that you think is not, oh, it's just a, you know, it's good. It might be bigger than you think it is. So set realistic expectations, one bite at a time, right? How how, How do you eat an elephant? Not that I advise that, but how do you eat one? One bite at a time. How do you eat that huge banana sundae? One bite at a time.
0: Those Mickey beignets. Those Mickey. <laughs> one ear at a time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke. Now, what's an inside joke? I'd like to know one one day. As we're, Be a
0: part let's of. see, let's let's wrap this up, and then I want to talk a little bit about where we're going. Okay. All right. So look, remember, even small steps. Towards better money management can have a huge impact, as you talked about at the start of this episode, on your financial well-being. The key is to find those manageable ways to incorporate financial tasks into your busy schedule and maintain that consistency. Consistency, yes, over time.
1: This is why realistic tasks are so important or realistic goals are so important. Because if they're not realistic, you're not going to keep up with them. Give me a CTA, babe. CTA. I said it at the beginning. I say it at the end. Let this be a really good, like mirror. Like, I'm really hoping that this is something that you can look at and say, I, I do have time. I, I do. I'm choosing not to use my time wisely with the priorities that I have to, like the highest priorities that are important to me in my future. I'm not using my time wisely. Be honest with yourself and find time that you can say, okay, I, this is what I need to do whether it's that I need to invest in that coach so that I can make time. Sometimes you just gotta invest to make that time for yourself because trust me, when you put some money on the table, you're gonna show up (laughs) because you wanna make sure that you get the ROI, right? You're gonna all of a sudden have all the time in the world to to focus on that. Um, Or it's that you're gonna say, hey, I wanna be able to put five minutes aside and I'm gonna do the thing, right? Whatever it takes for you, let this be a mirror into your life and really find that space to say, I do have time. And be honest with yourself.
0: All right. I'm pumped because we have had a goal and a vision for this podcast since its inception, since it began. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be fulfilling that vision this week. So here we are, I just did the math on this, we're a little over, we're like 56 episodes that we've made for this podcast. Isn't that crazy wow, that we've.
1: 56 episodes since April?
0: Since. April?
1: We started in April? I don't know
0: when. It, uh, I could actually tell you that because. I think we started in April. I have a timeline here. We yeah. started uh, like.
1: March 13th.
0: March 13th.
1: Wow. It's a very popular day. That's when the world shut down.
0: Well, that was like <laughs> in 2020. But listen, so it's funny that that's what's like synonymous with that date. March 13th. For us it is. (laughs) Now, yeah, it's different for probably other countries. But listen, our vision has always been to have this podcast be about living in love and walking in wealth and being about couples and helping them you know, come together to find that financial harmony and that improved communication around money so that they can thrive and be successful and build that generational wealth. And that's what we're doing starting this week. So our podcast is still going to be the same content but it's not just going to be our voice
1: you guys have had 56 episodes listen to us and you have access to our pocket coaching our millionaire blueprint so check that out if you want to hear more of our voice but yes you have enough of us so it's time for us to you know
0: so what this podcast is going to turn into you'll still have one-off episodes where you still hear our voice and Mm -hmm. we'll speak to our authority on different topics but we really want to bring you other highly successful, high achieving power couples who are doing incredible things. And we're gonna to talk to them about, you know, what is their origin story? Where did they meet? And then going into like communication and like how are you guys communicating in your relationship? Like, how are you problem solving? How are you working through these conflicts? Like, how are you growing in business, maintaining this successful? you know, business, but also work and like personal relationship, like how do you find that work-life balance? We're going to talk about the finances. We're going to talk about, you know, how are you
1: communication
0: delegating yeah. and batching tasks and finding time when there seemingly is no time, like the stuff that we're talking about now in this podcast, from our perspective, you're also going to hear it from other entrepreneurs perspectives. So if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, it's great hearing Dan and Kim talk, but you know, they are money mastery coaches i am a realtor or i am a web designer or i am a photographer whatever you are you're going to hear the perspective of photographers of web designers of all of those things because we're going to bring in those highly successful entrepreneurs who are either dual entrepreneurs them and their spouse are both entrepreneurs together maybe they each have their own business Maybe one, like we used to be, has their business and one's just like that supportive spouse who's just cheerleading and doing everything that they can to give them a platform. So you're going to get interviews from highly successful entrepreneurs and we're gonna show you how they are also living in love and walking in wealth and you can too.
1: I love this because there's nothing else that's going to encourage you more than hearing other people who are in your shoes, um, who have different stories, different origins, and are still getting to a desired goal that might that might mirror yours. So there's no longer the excuse that, oh, well, I can't do it because blank or, oh, it's easy for them because blank. When we hear other people's stories, we recognize if they can do it, I can do it. There's room for me. I, I can do the thing. There are other people who have, who have accomplished the exact same things that I want to accomplish and we want to use this platform to share that with you.
0: I love it. Guys, go live in love and walk in wealth. Take care, y'all.
1: Bye.